Do you like retro games? Check out the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, hosted by Jason Robbins and Derek Diamond, where every week they review old games and cover the latest retro gaming news. Go to nerdcaveretro.com to join the Discord community. If you like the Open Micers Podcast but think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court Podcast, hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Do you believe in ghosts, UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? We are ready to believe you. Join our spirited hosts, Carlos and Wally, as they investigate real ghost videos, discuss guest experiences, and research the real-life origins of some of our favorite horror movies with a dash of Ghostbusters news thrown in from the home office. So, if you believe, you don't, or somewhere in between, join us as we try to unravel the mysteries of the paranormal on Ready to Believe You, wherever podcasts are available. We also want to shout out our other patrons, J.P. Leonard and Tyler Arsenault, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Robbie Hennig. Just drop that ass bitch, it's open micers in the house Pop that pussy with that open micers logo in your mouth Jason with his bald ass head, Jacob looking in bed It's open micers, bitch, heard what I said Drop that ass, drop that ass, open micers in the house Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house Open micers in the house, open micers in the mouth Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house the mic is now open. That's right. The mic, <laughs> the mic is now open. My name is Jason Robbins, and my usual co-pilot is not going to be with us tonight. Um, so it's just going to be me flying this ship solo, and hopefully we won't crash. But I do have returning guests with us here to help me kind of steer this thing a little bit. Up first, we have the wonderful, the one and only Mr. Tech Johnson. Say hello. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing? I feel like y'all's homeless friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're coming into us from the garage where you're uh, you've yeah. been, uh You have to go out there to smoke because you're not allowed to in the house. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, like parts of adulthood. It's yeah, like you can't tell good. me what to do. Yes, she can. Yes, she can. <laughs> and also, we have joining us, Mr. Mike Honore. Oh, hello, hello. Uh, coming at you live from a closet. Yeah. Uh, but here we are. I see you're a, I see sh- a, sh- uh, a shoe aficionado from the uh, from the looks of it, right? Yeah, there. I, I didn't I didn't mean to show it like this. That's a weird flex. This is the, nice, <laughs> the nicest cutout I have. There, where it's quiet and I can just be here, but also flex. Yeah, uh, yeah, like <laughs> really not the intention, but also it works very nice. So let me ask you something. I've never been into like the whole shoe thing. Like is. Uh-huh. When you have that many shoes, like I have like three pairs of shoes. I have one regular everyday pair. I have the, uh, you know, the work shoes. And then I have uh, the one good pair of shoes that I wear to like weddings and funerals and stuff. So how does one get into the whole shoe thing? Like, because it just seems like an expensive hobby. Oh, no, it is. Uh, It's it's expensive. A lot of it's, I mean, it's not all... uh, expensive shoes a lot of it i just like i like to keep it i'm kind of ocd so keeping them in boxes keeps it organized yeah. but i have shoes i don't wear shoes i wear all the time uh stuff for i mean i have like occasional shoes what's um, your favorite pair 
Oh, oh, Jesus. Like, asking me my favorite child I don't have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, as I'm older, I kind of like comfort. Uh, so I have some, like, really thick, I have some, like, New Balance uh, shoes that are that just feel so good on my feet. Uh, so do I, you I'm going to have Jordans. Your age is, like, too. starting to pick your shoes for you? <laughs> like, yeah, but but here's the thing. Here's the flex I learned. Uh, insoles. Oh. I was just uh, about to ask, like, have you have you gotten to the age where you got the Dr. Scholl's insert, inserts yet? Because I've got them in all my shoes. I have them in most of my, a lot of my shoes. I mean, it would be a whole other expense to put all insoles in all these shoes. Uh, but I do take I didn't know those were so expensive. Have, like, yeah, some of the, like the good insoles, they are too expensive. Um, but yeah, a lot of these I just wear. I mean, I have all the all the things. I have like you know, oh, these are white sneakers for a special uh, for a fun beach wedding, as if I go to those. But uh, yeah, the comfortable ones, the fun ones, the expensive ones, the ones I've like had for years. Some I've traded. Some I've you know, yeah, it's too many. Um, it's really, it's really one of those things where it's a, it's a, it's a poor, it's a, it's a, it's a hobby of a poor kid who isn't rich, but, um, can't afford shoes. Yeah. Uh, I get that. It's one of those, you, you know, you didn't have them when you were younger and now nobody can tell you otherwise. So you, uh, you know, you live in a small place so you can have more shoes. That's why I smoke weed. <laughs> What about you, Tech? What does your what does your shoe game look like these days? Did you say what do my shoe game look like? Yeah, what does your shoe game look like these days? I have, dude. I have three pairs of shoes. I have a pair of Vans that I'm not supposed to wear at work, but I do. Um, I have a red pair of Chucks that I wear to shows and also wear to the gym, and uh, I have a pair of sneakers that are a size too small. Uh, for when I lie to myself and tell me I'm going to go like hiking, but I don't. Um, so yeah, Where do you my go? shoe game. Dude, you can't like, hike. You're from Florida. There's no hiking yeah, in no. Florida. No, there's running through the forest. <laughs> there's like, there's, there's, I've made a mistake as I walk into the woods and find a cougar or some shit. Like, that's surviving the game. You're ice at that point. Hell yeah. Like that's Oh my god, yo, shout out to you. You know how rare it is that people <laughs> would talk about that movie? I love that movie. But I always I, I like, love that uh, movie too. I, I, I have a whole I enjoy the deadliest game type movies. I always have. Uh there's one so, did you just become best friends? Yes. I have to say, I think it's hilarious that they have uh Two of the biggest black comics they can find on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, hey, I didn't. Did you guys plan that? Is no, that why Jacob did? Actually, <laughs> I was gonna uh, bust Jacob's ass tonight uh, about how come whenever we have, <laughs> how come whenever we have black people on the show, they got to come on in groups. Why do we? Why can't we just do individual <laughs> interviews? Which is funny. Which is funny because they usually don't want black people in groups. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like y'all are trying to build something, like trying to start a black comedian union. Yeah. I think between me and Tech, this couch is like th- at least three and a half black dudes. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's like three black dudes and at least like one mixed one, like that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. 
just like somebody, eh, some, you count on Jason. Jason's just the cream in our Oreo cookie today. <laughs> uh, Delicious. That, it's I like don't even know where Oreo to go with, with that. <laughs> um, speaking of Ice Cube, um, everything that happened last week, <laughs> like with uh, with Cat Williams and everything, and, and Ice Cube came out and, and put a video out about, like, have you guys been following all that stuff that, that's been going down? <clears throat> with all I feel that. like we have to as black comedians. I don't always want to, but I feel like I'm like it's mandatory. <laughs> like yeah, in case like is. I'm quizzed by another black comedian, it's like, how do you feel about? It? I'm like, God damn it. Uh, well, this is my thesis on Steve Harvey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's intense. But it's really cool. Like, it's fun to watch and hear about it from other comedians, like especially younger comedians. I'm like, well, how do you feel about people stealing jokes? I'm like, yeah, bad comedians steal jokes. That shit happens. Like, it's like yeah, cheating so, pictures. Like, yeah, it, it really, yeah, it's funny. It is weird hearing it from new comics who like barely, who don't even really know kings of comedy that well. So like their their perspective on Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer and all that is completely. They only know Steve Harvey from like Family Feud. Yeah, like, yeah. So they don't even. You don't even know that, and you and like Cat Williams. You don't know like I don't know what Cat Williams you know. I don't even think you know Friday After Next, right? Or it's like, it's like they they just know like the myth of uh of Cat Williams. So a lot of people are like who is this dude even talking about, and and who is he? Like dude, this is Cat Williams. Like it's like when he talked about Mark miles. Curry. I could yeah. tell people were like, who the hell is Mark Curry? I'm like, Mark Curry was the shit uh, yeah. back in the day. But also, I could see him getting his shit stolen. Uh, oh, yeah. It was kind of cool watching. It was like taking a black comedian history class. <laughs> it was like, like, if you don't know what the hell these people are talking about, you're just kind of chilling. But for us, it was like a civics class. We were like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like advanced civics class. Because black people know of like Def Jam in a, in general of like what yeah. if somebody says a Def Jam comic now they know what that means but like you don't you didn't really see the Def Jam comic you oh, didn't yeah. you never watched Comic View yeah uh, and I'm like dude listen Comic View was the shit for a lot of people like yeah I've had so many people get angry because I'm like I don't know much about Carlin but I can tell you a couple of Gary O <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, that's my equivalent. Like, that's my white guy that I saw a lot because I watched Comic View and that was one of like two white dudes on that show. But, yeah. But it's just crazy to me. Like, this yeah. is all the stuff that he's been saying for years. <clears throat> Why is it just now everybody's finally paying attention to it? Because uh, Kevin Hart's done making Jumanji movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> So there's just like a chill period where we have nothing going on. Yeah, no, I think and, <clears throat> I can't. <laughs> I was just thinking about the Jumanji movies. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, I think I think a lot of it like like people because the way like Cat Williams works is he doesn't get a lot of advertising. He's he's independent, so you kind of have to know to know. So like when he comes out, people are like like is he even relevant? Some, I mean, a lot of people think, is he? Like, if you know, yeah, he is. If you don't, then it's some little dude coming out of left field talking about a talk show host and, and all these other people. Mm. So it's, you can't really help but watch it. And then it makes you, then it makes you just research it because it's a lot of youth 
out there, so they just go look it up, and then rabbit holes start forming everywhere. So that's where all the excitement comes from, is everybody's finding new information uh, about all these things they didn't know about. Yeah. Okay, hold on, Jason, I'm sorry, I gotta ask you. Mike, can I ask you one thing? Did you watch all two hours and 40, like, minutes of it? I did. I went back, yeah, oh, I watched no. the whole thing. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. I I scanned it. It was like an episode of a good show for me. Like <laughs> I did it. Well, it, the outside of the podcast of the of a video podcast, that it's a podcast still, so I could just kind of like have it on and do things. Uh, but I don't know. Some of it was actually interesting. Um, like some of the outright slanderous stuff he said was hilarious. But I mean, he really had like just listening to Cat Williams talk and know that he's not an idiot. I think he's smarter than his comedy, even. Uh, but that doesn't sell. It was oh, like, yeah. It was like, it's just kind of... Yeah, it, yeah, it, the was, thing about me it, is, like, he's naming names. Like, and that's mm-hmm. just... I don't know if that's brave or just uh, bad... <laughs> or if it's bad taste. It's narcissistic. Like, which is it? It's narcissistic. Mm-hmm. It's, Cat Williams feels like... He feels like he feels. And he's always... He's never been shy. So... He's just gonna talk and he's gonna say names. It's like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, and that's, that that kind of works in his favor too. Like, if he winds up dead, I mean, like, now they got people to look for. Dude's it's a real win-win. Win. Like, yeah, he has nothing to lose. He makes he do, he sells out his tours. Mm-hmm. If he stopped comedy right now, he'd be done and he'd be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, what's he got to lose? Like, fuck them all. Who cares? He doesn't. Right. He doesn't care. He he has that benefit of uh he really is in a good situation because I think on a weird scale if you've watched his last couple of specials you can tell they're kind of like not at the level of like American Hustle or like the days where he came out to, like Rick Ross like he's starting very like chill out and calm down so I could see this young generation not knowing who the hell he is and also older generations just being like do you want to be right the whole thing kind of felt to me like when your crazy (laughs) goes on a rant like it's a mix of like conspiracy theories it's a little homophobic and then he throws in some stuff to where I'm like well you're not wrong like (laughs) what was that other stuff you said yeah, it was fun. Those were the rants like, of like an old straight dude. Like, he's <laughs> like an old retired white dude. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, I don't. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I made my money, huh? What are you gonna fire me? Yeah. <laughs> he's that dude. You, he's you can't put me in a dress. I'm like, listen, man. There's a couple of skinny, like bisexual dudes that'll take that dress happily. <laughs> like. Because it does feel a lot like somebody who is like, like you said, he doesn't, he's got money. He could quit right now and be well off for the rest of his life. And it sounds to me like somebody that's at, you know, he knows he's probably at the end of his career and he's just, he's Mm. got nothing to lose. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to take all y'all down before I retire. Yeah. But that's the weird thing. I don't. I don't feel what's the good retirement age for a comedian. Like, can we discuss that? Like, as comedians, like, um, like, I mean, what? It well, it depends on your level. I think. Yeah. I don't really think there is because you can be. I mean, I, it, 
you can be old if you're still fun. I mean, Lou is black, still yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, still I don't think like, yeah, I some th- of them should retire now, like in their 30s. Um, I yeah. think it, it's probably Trump time to of... retire when you stop being funny and you start getting preachy. That's when it starts to be time to yeah, retire. Yeah. When you start Dennis, feeling like Dennis things Miller? are summer. <laughs> so Dennis Miller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what's his name? Just Who's up? The <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. They don't know me. Uh, who's your boy? Whose name I can't remember now from uh, from 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 uh, well, you know what? My brain's terrible. Uh, that Jim one thing, yeah. Oh, I think tech, tech is taking off at the airport right now. <laughs> They're coming for I, live in, I live in a lovely city. <laughs> <laughs> like a comedy GTA character sometimes in Tallahassee. I love it. It's great. That's actually a pretty good question. Like what comedian out right now is, is like it, it should be time to retire. <laughs> I think it's weird though because there's a lot of older dudes that like just start out that I've met who were like, "How long are you doing comedy?" He's like, "About two years." I'm like, "But you're sixty something." <laughs> after my after my wife died of cancer, I decided to okay, cool man, keep going. All right, uh, is that is that what your set's about? Because <laughs> I don't, like, I gotta yep. follow you, and I'm gonna be bummed out. Like, yeah, but I don't think funny has an age to it. I mean, you can be old as shit and be funny as hell. You know, oh, absolutely! But it's also no, like you, you're right. Like when you start getting st- preachy though, and like yeah, because yeah. if you're doing stand up just... and and you and like I said, if you get to the point where you're just preaching at people and you're not really crafting jokes anymore, which is I hate to say this, I mean I feel like Dave Chappelle's kind of at that point where he's just preaching and he's not really. Oh yeah. He's just sharing opinions now. He's yeah. not really even making a joke, but he's like, I'm Dave Chappelle, so everything equals funny. Uh yeah, I don't even but like I Dave also, Chappelle. I don't I don't think he's 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 doing a spoken word to some extent. He's doing like the like a jazz version of comedy. Yeah. yeah. It's like it just is it's just him. It's just him. Yeah, he's he knows he has a platform to do and say what he wants. And people are going, oh, it's, just, it's just guised under comedy. It's like, but I also the weird thing about Dave Chappelle is I feel after a point he has now accepted the fact that people are gonna find him funny no matter what he says. So he's okay. Like what I think it was a couple specials ago. He was like, sometimes I'll just make the punchline and then try to throw stuff together to make the rest of the joke. And I'm like, that is that that can't be how the fuck that's supposed to work it, is that what happens after you craft it for so long and i'm like i can't see it but i also see comedy all the time where i'm like i can't ever do that but also good for you uh like because what there are stories about dave Chappelle doing like six hour sets and i can't imagine that being like fun for any person like at any point of an experience and now I'm just like, okay, I mean, do you, man? Get your 10,000 hours, but that's not for me. I got to check out sometimes. Like, Yeah, I don't think there's anybody I want to listen to talk for six straight hours. I just, I don't think there's anybody. 
No, I, I can't think no, of I mean, it. Dude, that's both the Avengers movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of both of those without getting up. I gotta check yeah. my phone at some point, damn it. Uh, yeah, I think once you give a, a comedian the, the Mark Twain award, that's when they pretty much just get to the point where, okay, everything I say is important now. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> right, he, but he, he knows that, and like, he, I think he's, I think part of his, I think that's kind of part of his joke to keep himself entertained. I think that's a lot of it when you should kind of chill out is when you're no longer really concerned about the audience. You're just kind of making yourself laugh. And I think he's kind of at that point or getting real close to that. Where he's just like, what am I do for me? Uh, yeah, it's like, me this I'm one's for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something else. Um, like that. I, I needed some comedian friends to, to talk about this with. Um, they did. Something else weird happened this week where I don't know if you've ever heard of the Doozy podcast. Uh, it's got Will Sasso and a guy named Chad Colchin. And um, Will Sasso is from uh, Mad TV. I don't know if you guys remember uh, him from yeah. Mad TV. Um, well, they have this podcast called, <laughs> called Doozy, and they have the, an AI called Doozy that runs the podcast. And there's sort of a heavy um, winking, you know, winking a nod that the Doozy AI is not real. It's actually just them and like a secret third person pretending that there's this super, you know, AI running the show and does all this shit. Well, this mm. last week, the dudesy quote AI put out a George Carlin AI special, and it caught fire. Uh, people angry about this special being out. Even George Carlin's daughter got on social media and was talking about how AI will never replace her father and all this stuff. Well. It's not really an AI. It's really just those three guys that basically maybe wrote most of the jokes. Voice modded or some shit? Yeah, they voice modded it to to sound like George Carlin, and they probably ran the whole set through like chat GPT to make it Mm. sound like Carlin. So, and everybody's angry that like it's, you know, they're shitting on Carlin's memory and like AI and all this shit. What do you guys feel? about that because I I wasn't offended by it because I know the whole backstory that it's the the like I feel like I'm in on the joke of it. Yeah. But everybody else is so fucking angry about it and it's like it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's not a real AI. I listen, I heard Hank Hill saying Neo earlier today. <laughs> uh AI covers are everywhere. Like at some point we have to accept that comedians, we feel special. So there's some stuff we feel like we probably, there shouldn't be done for comedians. I think AI covers is probably one of those things to where I'm like, so like on one hand I can understand it because like Carlin's passed away and his daughter like wanted her father's memory to hold. But at the same time, I also feel like them, them saying it's just a third guy is just to make people comfortable. Cause how terrifying would it be if like robots and AI was starting to kill it? Like with comedy. Cause if you listen to that special, like those are great Carlin jokes. Like it's not like the robot was like bombing. 
Like I even yeah. giggled at a couple of them. So like, I think it'd be better if they wrote like a bombing set, but the fact that they wrote a good one is absolutely terrifying. It's just, yeah. that's, I think that's a South Park episode where the robot like makes up funny jokes and he gets famous for being funny. I'm like, eh, it's cool. Um, eh, eh, uh, yeah, yeah, but like I think it was Jokebot, but at least Jokebot was still like a robot, which was the point <laughs> where it was funny. But the AI is is I think it's scary for people in general to be like, hey, you know that thing you think you're special at? Nah, nah, you're not. Uh, this computer can take your whole life, uh, even when you're dead, and I think that just scares a lot of people. I mean, it's, yeah. it is. I don't know. I think it's weird in in general. I think AI and stuff is just. I don't know. I'm a little at that age where it's just like mm, computers, scary. But yeah, but Terminator also, I mean, really fucked us up. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> Skynet is here. Yeah, Skynet you fucked know? us up because we're in that generation where we're like, oh, the phones are listening, and I'm like, yeah, but yeah. the phones are fucking listening, dude. Like that's that's yeah. a concern. Yeah, yeah I well, mean, the concern for me is when like these. These people are like, hey, phones are listening. They're like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, you don't even, you've never watched They Live. You didn't watch the Terminator movies. You don't even know. Right? Like, you, five John Connor movies, and y'all ain't learned shit. (laughs) If you don't unplug your Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, they even put at the beginning that, you know, this was, uh, because the, the story behind it is the AI doozy. Uh, loves that Will Sasso does impressions because he does impressions of like the Macho Man and uh, um, who else does he do? He does like uh, he does Hulk Stone Hogan. Cold. Yeah, he does like all these impressions. Yeah, he does a good. He does a good Stone Cold. And the dude's the AI like loves that he does um, impressions. So the AI wanted to do one himself. So that's what he did with the George Carlin, you know, AI special. Was he did an impression of George Carlin? And that was kind of the joke behind it, is that was an AI doing an impression. Um, See, that's even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but that's the thing. It's not really the super, you know, super intelligent AI. It's really just them and like a secret. Because I listen to the show and I watch it and I think it's one of the best podcasts out there. But there is a heavy element of, you know, this ain't real. It's like watching wrestling. It's kayfabe. You know it's not real, but you just have fun, like, pretending it's real. Yeah. It's like a what-if episode. <laughs> but I mean, no, I, I mean that, is, that is less scary. Um, yeah, it's still weird. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of the I'm scared of the future. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared of face swaps. I'm scared of I'm scared of face swaps and uh and and all those things. I've been scared since I saw Jim Carrey be put into The Shining, and I was like, "That's too accurate. I don't like it." Uh, yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. Like with AI, I, I want AI to yeah. take all the shit jobs and not do all the ones the the creative jobs. You want like yeah. robots like taking up trash and shit? Like yeah, let them let them. <laughs> pick up the trash and like you know clean toilets and shit. I don't want them like that's ironic. Yeah, we we don't want robots like writing songs and shit and you know 
doing actual comedy specials. We don't really want that, but I don't know. That's Did just you guys me. not watch iRobot? I feel like you guys didn't watch iRobot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched iRobot. It's <laughs> like so I've never identified with Will Smith more than when he like gave a stranger a pie and he was like, hey, don't eat my fucking pie. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's He's just like 2024 shaping up to be a it's going to be a weird year the way it started with with the George Carlin thing and especially the Cat Williams thing. It's like we've already had all this this early in the year. Like what's what's going to happen next? This is like white Illuminati of vengeance for last year because like all the crazy <laughs> shit white people went through. So they're like, the blacks need to catch up. We're going to get Cat Williams out there to say some crazy shit. Where's Kanye? Like, get that convict to jump on that white judge. We need to... Dude, <laughs> what the hell yeah. was that about, man? Dude, that was the most amazing was thing I've ever seen. He cleared that whole freaking uh, that, yeah. that podium. How? Yeah, I want How to did that dude, happen? I want to know that dude's backstory. I want to know his backstory. Like, like seriously, he did he even know he could do that? Like, like when he cleared it, he was like, "Oh shit, I made it!" Oh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't get a chance to punch it because he was so surprised. Like, oh, well, shit! I Damn, it. I could have been a jumper. I'm definitely yeah, going to jail was- now. Like this wow. was this was too late to learn this skill. Yeah, no shit. But, like, damn, I didn't know I could do the high jump. Damn, I should have been done that in yeah. high school. He's like, all I'm saying is, if I'm outside a courtroom and I see a dude like stretching and shit, I I know shit's going down in that. <laughs> I was like, oh, this dude's getting ready. I mean, that dude looked like he had a springboard at the front of the podium there. Yeah, and it's really letting you know how many like who you're like felon friends are because they're like, dude, those things are like really high. I'm like. You've been in a couple courtrooms, haven't you, buddy? Like, it's like, yeah, I've always wanted to jump it, but like, it's super up there. Like, that dude got eight inches of lift with no pole vault. Like, at my chest, it's at my chest. He cleared it fully. Yeah, Jesus. I think he had on a fresh pair of Jordans. Is what what was happening right there? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if they turn that into an Air Force One commercial, magic. (laughs) Got these shoes. You should make a, a Nike commercial and just put that dude in slow motion going over the podium and there's Nike. <laughs> Did you not make your probation? <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> It just be just did it. That's why he got convicted. He's Kane just like just did it. I just air. Oh man. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by our mobile gaming partner, Globe Glider. If you like the fast-paced action of games like Flappy Bird mixed with the strategy of Balloons Tower Defense, then Globe Glider is for you. Making a donation to the game using our partnership will not only give you sweet in-game prizes, but also unlocks an exclusive open micers cape and helps a small indie gaming company thrive. Download Globe Glider now on the App Store or Google Play. Just kind of go around the room, Mike. This is your first time on the show. Tell us, uh, tell everybody a little mm-hmm. about yourself and um, what, what, how did you, how long you been doing comedy? Oh, uh, way too long. I've honestly lost track. Uh, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, we're actually funny out here. <laughs> uh, I've been doing comedy. I, I started doing improv 
like I guess 20 years ago. I've been doing stand-up somewhere over 15 now, I guess. Years. Um long time. Long time. Uh yeah, that's that's it. I do comedy, I do it here mostly. I travel the coast. I go a couple places and here and there. Like with a, if I go on a vacation, I try and do stand up there and I make it count. Uh, yeah, I have an album. It's on uh, all the things. Uh, yeah, no comedy. Awesome. <laughs> um, what we usually talk about here on the show is since it is called the Open Micers Podcast. Do you remember mm-hmm. your first night doing open mic? I do. Yeah. Um, a million years ago, and I remember at my first like I was doing, I was doing improv. Um, one of the guys in the group we had was um, he was just starting at stand up. He had been doing it a few months. He told me you should come out. So and I started going out to the club, the bar, whatever we had. We just had one place. Um, so yeah, I went there. I took you know spent a couple weeks taking it in, and then uh, decided to go up. And uh, yeah, I'm still still active. How did that first show go? Did you go over well, or did you bomb? It went over pretty well. Uh, but part of it was like I wasn't new; like I knew most of the people in the scene without actually doing stand up. They at least knew I did some. I was funny in some way. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think the the yeah I think I did pretty well. It wasn't gut busting, you know, but it yeah. was good. I got good laughter, enough to make me keep doing it. So. Coming from yeah. improv probably well. made it a little bit easier than just going up never having done anything like that before. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know I didn't know stand up was a thing in town. I was and then uh yeah, I found it. There was yeah, the one place and then, you know, just started going more and more, coming up with more jokes. I had the first couple of weeks I did the same joke a couple of times, you know every night and then started writing more and figuring out how that worked um i've had some garbage shows i know that but you know don't we all so what about you tech i know we've had you on the show before but i don't think we've ever asked you uh what what your very first open mic experience was like oh my god it was so awful (laughs) (laughs) it was a dramatic experience man i 100 percent like remember every detail uh there was a drunk guy that heckled the host the entire show and then his uh and he was jack like dude had to be like six five six six and he was yelling at the crowd in spanish uh with his wife and this was literally 30 seconds before i went up and i had never I wish I had done improv, but this was like the second time I had been in the room. Uh, so I was just like, uh, I was insanely just like, this is not my normal experience. Um, so when that dude got exported out, the host came back on and he was like, all right, we're sorry about that. Now here's your next comedian. It's his first time on. Here's Tech Johnson. And I was like, oh, what the <laughs> So, yeah. I had a five-minute set, and the first minute, I just was like, so we're not going to talk about that? Like, <laughs> no one said anything. Um, did that dude just put a curse on us? And I didn't realize it was, like, my first riff line, but it was. And I got a laugh, and I was like, oh, okay. This is 
cool. This is not as bad. Because in my mind, for some reason, I had anxiety. So I was assuming, like, I'd say two sentences, and then, like, someone would be like, boo this man! Like, I assumed that was going to catch a tomato in the face or some shit. Like, because that's about, you don't have, like, a middle ground. You're either killing it or you're being booed with bottles and shit thrown at you. Uh, so when I had, like, a good experience, like, my first five, I did really good. I was like, okay, this was cool. But also, this was the most, experience, like, terrifying experience of my fucking life. And it was cool, though. I, I kept coming back. Uh, like Mike, we only had, like, one place. Uh, so you didn't have a choice if you wanted to do a set. You had to do birds. Uh, there were no oh, other birds. options. Now there's, oh uh, yeah, like now there's like five or six different places. Uh, but that first room it teaches you a lot. Like I love it. I did birds once. Like, Where, hell yeah! You know the trauma. <laughs> Where's that at? <laughs> I've never I've never heard of that before. That place. Uh, it's Bird's Aphrodisiac Oyster Shack. Uh, it's like our, yeah, it's, it's a hell of a name. Uh, you try to tell it to a person when you're half drunk, it's not fun. Um, but yeah, man, they've been doing their Wednesday night show for about 10 years now. Uh, no, longer than that. It's been about 11 or 12 years. Um, because I know they were running for a long time before the pandemic, and then they like rebooted the show. Uh, so yeah, Birds has been going for a while. It's like our longest running place. Um, I still do sets there because it's it's one of those rooms where you think it's gonna be easy, but it's like a lot of work. So yeah. it's a really good gym workout now. Uh, and it's it's fun though. <laughs> it, I feel like every comedian remembers that first room. That's like, oh, this isn't this isn't easy as like I was hoping it would be, but it's definitely something I would like to work at. Uh, and as opposed to like those rooms where you're like, I quit. Like, <laughs> it's like, I fucking hate comedy. Like this was, I drove three hours to be booed. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that the best? <laughs> it's so good. Like that's the longest drive home. <laughs> yeah. You need that though. You need that. That is humbling. Just, you oh come yeah! In hot, like these yeah. people don't. These people don't know me. I'm about to give them all this, uh, and you get there and they're like, no, and you're just like, huh? Well, see y'all later, and you just leave. Uh, what about you, Mike? What's the worst bomb you've ever, like? The kind of bomb where it just makes you be like, I'm never doing this again. Oh man, uh, there've been. So, I've never really been booed. I've been. I've been heckled to the point that the audience was on the heckler side, and that's no fun. Um, so the whole crowd kind of, the whole crowd just joins in his hatred for everything. So, um, yeah, I've never had a, I've never really had a, like, I've had shit rooms. Uh, nobody's ever booed me. I've had a guy, he was an old, I, I, I did some joke that he deemed racist because he was a white guy. An old, he's an old white dude, and he just got mad. I said something about how the clan was stupid, and he got mad, which was like, that's the wrong move. Um, so he tried to come at me, and but like he, he apparently pissed off everybody in this bar that night, and so him coming for me was their excuse 
to beat the shit out of him. Wow. And, oh, that's good and shit. They did. That's something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, those are fun. I always have something. It's always something, some little weird dive bar. This was like uh, in like Biloxi, I think. Some some snowbird old bastard came through and was just being drunk. Um, that one was weird. I don't remember it much beyond him trying to come after me. Huh, yeah, but no wow. N-word. He didn't call me that. That was good on his part, I guess. He wasn't that stupid. Um, <laughs> I wish you could remember what place <laughs> it was. It was, it was, it was, uh, can't remember it. But yeah, it was somewhere like on the Mississippi, like golf, golf shores or something. Huh. Um, yeah, in Alabama, actually, that's what it was. Hmm. Yeah, it was golf shore, uh, no, it was golf port in Mississippi. I get those confused. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Tech? I don't remember what's the name the, of it. What's the worst, the absolute worst bomb you've ever had? Uh, what? It was after I had gotten off of a, like, three-month stretch of, like, doing really good, like, at every show I had hit. So I had gotten, like, false confidence. And I uh, I got invited to the uh, South Side. And it's a uh, new place that was called Mojo's. And it's um, a different type, like, what, I'd been doing college places and all that shit for, like, three months. So I had just been like really comfortable in my shit. Uh, this was my first time doing a room that turned out to be like all drug dealers. Like, <laughs> like there was not a single person who was not counting money and eating barbecue before this show started. Uh, and I could, and I remember going on and about three minutes into my set, I could tell I was doing so bad because I could hear someone like chewing in the uh, back of the room. There were like 15 people in this room, but I could hear this dude being like, mm, these are good. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like, just remember like my soul hurting and uh, this old woman who was serving drinks in the back, I could hear her say, baby, are you sure this is what you want to do? And like, <laughs> I hear that. When I heard it, I was just like, damn, I'm not sure if this is what I want to do right now, because this is bad. I didn't know silence could feel like this. Like, I I didn't know I could be like, please boo me. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what's worse. Silence is like worse. Is it is it worse oh. than having somebody yes. actually just heckle you to death? I'll take that any day. You can heckle me. Just don't just just complete silence. It's. It's like getting the silent treatment from a loved one where it's just like, yes, what's going on? <laughs> what are we doing? Like, I have no idea. At least if you boo me, you hate me. I can figure that out. Thank you. At least booing shares an opinion. Yeah. Silence yeah. just quiet, means like, I did nothing. Yeah, serial killers are quiet. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> like, I, what are you going to do? Are you going to, you want to fight me or you just hate me? Are you going to, am I going to make you kill yourself? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Like there's, there's so much inside. Yeah, Mushmouth in the chat room. Like he, they're like, I don't care for you. Mushmouth in the chat yeah. room. He says an indifferent audience is a thousand times worse than than a booing. I I, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't man. think I've ever suffered like a complete silent audience before. I've been heckled to death, but I don't think I've ever had like a completely silent audience. Yeah, I have. I think, it's uh, it's brutal. Yeah, it sucks. 
I think Mike talked about it earlier where he was like, I would 100% rather have, like, a boo than, like, silence, because uh, that shit sucks. Like, there, because yeah. silence just means I don't care for you. Move along. <laughs> like, at least yeah. a boo shares an opinion. That gives me something I can rate my shit on. Like, all right, I can go home and work on this because it didn't work. Silence <laughs> means you don't care for me. You don't want my presence to be near your presence. And that shit is like yeah. an emotional, like, jab. Like, yeah, no, yeah, silence can range from I, I hate you to I'm trying to be nice. Uh, I don't know what to say. You know, that whole, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Say something. Like, <laughs> just anything. I throw something. something. That's an emotion. I need silence is no good. I don't know. I I feel like if you get the silent treatment, that's got to be at something that's sort of like being at a, 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 like a, a bar and grill or something. And people don't know that comedy is happening. And so they start like an open mic show and people are like trying to eat and you're just up there trying to tell jokes and they're just like, what is happening? Like, why is this going? I just want to eat my ribs in peace. And will this guy shut up, please? Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, a room full of those. 60 people that only want oysters do not give a shit. I will take 12 people that want to see comedy any day over, mm-hmm. like, a room full of people who are like, I'm just here for lobster and burgers. Please shut up. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear about it's, your yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you have this thing too, Tech. Of just you live in a football town. Uh, mm-hmm. You do doing game, doing shows on a Saturday night. You know, like no go. Like, oh my god, I'm, no. I'm like I have you know, oh, yeah. this LSU here, and LSU is a bunch of lunatics anyway. So just we pretty much don't have anything on Saturday nights, and if we do, it's like these people are why are you interrupting my football and my and my binge drink. Oh, yeah. Like, FSU fans are just like that. So now we've had to, like, move stuff around. Like, not football season, not so bad. During football Mm -hmm. season, if it's a late game, we're not getting any fucking jokes out. Like, people do not give a shit about comedy. Unless they are a bunch of people who are friends of comedians or care more about comedy than they do about football. But we'll still have those loud ass people at the bar who are like, damn it, we missed the touchdown. But it's like in the middle of a silent part of your joke, so it'll fuck it up. <laughs> like, yeah. I never thought college football would like taint my like comedy career, but it definitely has made it like, I don't like November. <laughs> yeah. But, and especially when you got a team that wins games, you know, you know, so, so you got a good team and it's, it's, that's 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 Baton Rouge's personality though, is is LSU football. So, and now like we have the women's basketball team and they're picking up a lot of popularity. So, uh, since they won the national championship, so they're just people are just don't LSU go Tigers. That's all I ever get. So what I want to know is I learned to work around. You live in Baton Rouge. The the traffic is already like the worst, one of the worst cities <laughs> yeah. uh, for traffic. When there's a football game happening, like, do, do you even just not even leave your house? Like, I can't even imagine you can get anywhere. No, if I live, I live 20 minutes away from campus. I actually work on campus, um, but that's, you know, 
that's the week during the week. But the weekend, I don't go near LSU. It's not. It doesn't make or the, I don't get on the interstate. Like that's everybody after that game, they turn every like all the streets around the campus become one ways uh, for contra oh, wow. flow. So you can't. You can't. I mean, everything's full. Um, yeah, no, no go. I don't do it. Because no. I've had, like, even when I was, I used to go to LSU. I mean, for years, if you, after that game, you are going to be sitting in traffic at least an hour and a half to leave campus. Because that's the thing. I've been to Baton Rouge probably dozens of times, or at least driven mm-hmm. through there. Like, that's some of the worst. Like, I have never been through Baton Rouge and not been in, in a at least a 20 to 30 minute traffic jam ever. Yep. No, it's uh, like I, I have, I'm frustrated with it too. Always been here. I, luckily for me, I'm here, so I know how to get around. But like, it's a poorly planned city. Um, I'll say that straight up. Like, <laughs> they had, it is. The, inf- the infrastructure is bad because it's one of these towns that started small. It thought it wanted to be small. It started expanding. So instead of like planning it better, they're just like, let's put this here and make it connect here. It's like, but that's not a good spot. Nah, that's all we can do. So it's like these little pods of garbage that doesn't connect well, but still connects if you got the time. Uh, so the traffic's always bad. Yeah. God forbid uh, if you're if you're trying to get anywhere in Baton Rouge and you miss your exit, you're just like, ah, oh, well, I guess I got to drive for another two freaking hours before I can find where I'm supposed to go again. I yep. was excited to take a trip that way, but not so much anymore. You guys, it's fine. You can go through that. I mean, New Orleans. Uh, uh, don't try to make up for it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'll never, I'll never say that news traffic is good. I live it. It's trash. Uh, I live <laughs> yeah, because a lot of it is a lot of it too. Here is that people live on these outskirt towns, uh, the white flight town. Let's be honest. So, but these people still work in Baton Rouge. So, like, and they're the ones who complain most about the traffic, which is hilarious. I'm like, you're the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, come to Baton Rouge, guys. Uh, I used to play um, over there. I've never, I've never done comedy there, but I used to play there with my band all the time. There's a, a, there's a pool hall, right? I can't remember the name of it. It's right there off the interstate. Um, why can't I not? Because there was a, like they always have uh, used to have. Oh, you like, talking about you talking about clicks? Clicks. That's it. Yeah, I used to play yeah. there all the time. Yeah, that was a yeah. pretty cool uh, place. Sorry, uh, spell that. Uh, clicks, like C L I C K. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. The strip club that... down the street. Oh, you thought? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a wild name. (laughs) It's like, that place has a band? Jesus, what a crazy place. Oh, man. I was like, that's a bold name. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Clicks makes way more sense. Okay, never mind. Oh, shit. Yeah, Tech, it's been good to talk. It's been good to talk with you again, man. Like, it's been a long time since we've done a show together. I don't even remember the last time we did a show together. Dude, I think it was that one in Panama City. Like, probably was. I swear, I swear, I feel like my spirit is sometimes on probation because I, I, I have a hard time leaving Florida sometimes. Like, 
It's fucking bad. I have so many chances to where I'm like, oh, come to Georgia. I'm like, yeah. I, mm. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's, and it's fun. I know I need to branch out and get out more, but also Florida is like fucking Elden Ring, man. Like, it's just a big-ass map of shit to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I keep wanting to go out there and do other shit. So whenever you guys talk about traffic and shit, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like Orlando outside of Disney. Like, okay, this won't be that bad. Like, it'll be a little terrible, but, like, eh, it's Florida. Like, it's kind of the fun thing. But, yeah, man, we haven't done that show since, like, Panama City, uh, which I tell you guys all the time, like, please bring your asses out here. I run a room now, so, like, I can invite people and my parents are out of town. Like, I can have a party. <laughs> we'll definitely come back out that way because uh i'm with you i think i be, I did one of my best shows and one of my worst shows that the first one that i ever met you at was in pensacola at some kind of irish bar i don't remember the name of it it was like an irish pub like o'malley's or some shit. must have been like, something o'reilly's like no <laughs> I don't remember, but that was a great show. It was me, you, Compton, uh, Jacob, and I forgot who else was there. Um, And then the the bad show was that place, that bar in in Panama City, where we were talking about it before the show. What's the name of that place in Panama City? Uh, Ooh, which one? Is it like the pool hall-like place? Yeah, it's that pool hall. It's like a half nerd bar, half... pool hall um fuck what is it it's like ah, i can't remember it used to be a line in one of my jokes and now i can't remember for the life i i don't uh, know if you've ever been to this place in panama city mike they do a lot of comedy shows there but it was interesting to to say the least because <laughs> like i said they, we there, a fight broke out, like, literally 30 seconds before the show started. Like, we were getting on stage the, the uh, 30 seconds before the show starts. Dudes start fighting, like, 10 feet away. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening? And then the show just... It was just, like a really awesome welcome to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like bikers, no, and, like, they're they're there to play pool. They are not there to hear comedy and, and get at, get the hell out of here, jokey boy. We want to play pool. I, no, I, I know this show. I mean, I mean, I I know that vibe. Like we get a lot. I don't know our big, our big like hangout spots here is pool halls. Not, but it's Daiquiri shop. So I mean, it's the same thing. We have frozen delicious drinks over here, and pool. And how dare you interrupt that? That's where we get our our fights when people are drinking large cups of, you know, frozen margaritas and white Russians. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But man, I, honestly, if yeah. I walk into a gig and I see someone drinking a white Russian, I know I got to throw away like <laughs> 10 minutes of comedy. He's <laughs> like, all right, let's reformat this lineup because that drink says you're not going to like it. Like, very much. <laughs> but that, that show we were at, uh, uh, Jacob, I think he just stopped his set like in the middle. He had, he was booked for like a 15 minute set and just stopped yeah. in the middle of it. It was like, you guys don't want to hear any of this. So I'm done. And there was a drum set on stage, so I just got up on stage and did a drum solo for like ten minutes, and everyone's like, "Yay!" <laughs> 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 like Def Leppard, hell yeah, yeah, brother! 
like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Is, that is, that is, literally. That is jingling the keys to children. That is the equivalent of that, and it works, and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> uh, it was a strange night. It was probably one of the strangest shows I've ever done. Uh, and it's always Florida. Why is everything like that always Florida? Because we're on hard, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we're like doing fucking comedy in the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You, God damn it, that's true. That yeah. Florida is it the, is, dude. It's Florida's so the great. Thunderdome of America is what it is. Like, I tell people that shit all the time. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, listen, if you can do comedy here, I don't think a dude in North Carolina is going to be able to touch Like, no you're shit. fine. A guy in Tampa will whip a fucking squirrel at you. <laughs> like, you're going to do great in Denver, Colorado. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It, there's, because there's levels to Florida, too. Like, I mean, like. Tallahassee isn't the same as like a Jacksonville, and that's not the same as Panama, and that's not the same as Pensacola. But it's all crazy towns. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a all level of wild crazy. shit. Like, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, all levels of crazy that don't relate. It doesn't make sense, but it's amazing. So uh, everybody out there like a, listening, if you've never done comedy before and you you think you want to try comedy, go to Florida and try it out for a little bit. If you can survive Florida, you can survive anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, come down. To hell what New York said. New York is a liar. Go to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. thank you. It's like, oh yeah, you think you have a hard time doing comedy in the park? <laughs> try try yeah. having a homeless dude pit bull sniff your ball sack while you're trying to work on your new tin. Like, <laughs> come to Florida, baby. Let's see if that thirty minutes is really spitting, or if those people are just being nice to you. Like. <laughs> Can you beat like, meth? Yeah. I don't know if you can. No. So yeah, dude. Can you there's only meth? one place to train to yell at a meth head, baby. Yeah. Like, and that's Florida. Like, oh, a flow rider, as the drunk bloke call it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, man, I fucking, I love it here. It's so great. I tell people all the time, I have a joke that people think is a joke, where I'm like, I don't know if you think you're funny, but I know I'm kind of funny because last week I got a tip of $10 and crack. <laughs> and people think that's a fucking joke. That is not a joke. A man literally outside of Lori Morgan's chicken shack walked up to me while I smoked a cigarette and he goes, damn, man, that was funny. And he hands me a $10 bill and inside that $10 is two little crack rocks. What? (laughs) (laughs) And he was already gone, dude. He was already gone by the time I unrolled the 10. So I'm just like, ah, like, I'm like, dude, people here will be. He was mad when he got home. Uh, Yeah. He was like, that's why he had two rocks. Yeah. You ruined his day. like, 100% 100% think that. I, I'm like, I don't know if you gave me crack on purpose. I, You couldn't have. But if you did, that's a wild thing to be like, hey, man, it's not, time to fuck up your career. But, dude, you're going to be sitting at a You're going to be sitting there at a red light one day and just some crackhead's going to come running up to the car. Hey, motherfucker, you the guy that took my crack rocks. You. <laughs> you. Give me my shit. <laughs> you still got my crack. That's my wife's like, birthday. That was. Two uh, years ago, my guy, I threw wow. that shit on the sidewalk because it's dirty. Oh, he's dead now, for sure. For sure. Oh, there's no way he's still alive. You're right. But, no. 
Well, gentlemen, well, you get to it, the point of giving away crack. We're getting close to the end of the episode. Um, I think I did a pretty good job for being the only uh, only host tonight. I wish Jacob could have been here to to you know talk so we could make fun of him. I, I didn't have anybody to make fun of tonight, so it was kind of a weird weird episode. <laughs> <for me. laughs> tell, tell me you have to be on, on your best behavior. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, but Mike, well, tell everybody where they can Martin find you on the uh, the internet. Uh, I, uh, I'm on the socials, uh, Mike Honore. Let's just keep my camera. I did. Uh, Instagram, Mike underscore Honore. Uh, I have my album. It's called Splenda Afternoon. It's on all the streaming platforms. Uh, it's it's really good. I don't. I'm not really braggy, but I really like that. Um, y'all know Jason Leonard. He uh he produced it. He uh, oh yeah. Well, that's so, awesome. Uh, high quality. Wow. So check it out. It's on all the streaming things, whatever you prefer. Splenda Afternoon. It's my face. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Come through Baton Rouge and enjoy the traffic and the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Tech? Where can everybody find you on the internet? Um. Well, let's see. You can uh, find my legitimate comedy pages at Comedian Tech Johnson, uh, Comedian underscore Tech Johnson uh on instagram uh t-e-k-k is how you spell my name i feel a lot of people have been spelling it wrong uh which could be on me um for trying to be catchy and naming myself after a fucking video game like idiot um (laughs) (laughs) and then facebook Facebook, uh, thank you i like me and mike are friends now I was like, are we going to see Black Panther 3 together? Absolutely. Uh, and then, like, what? I guess I'll put yeah. it like, Twitter is just, like, yeah, yeah. Coco Chainsaw uh, 420. Um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Come to Tallahassee. There isn't as much traffic, but you may get stabbed. But we do have comedy. And they have crackheads, too, that'll give you a $10 bill with some crack rocks in there. <laughs> that's just Two Florida, rocks? man. I'll see you in a month. Oh, man. What a deal. What a deal. Well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you all on the show tonight. We'll have you back on again soon. And let me tell everybody where they can get a hold of us. You can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We're at linktree slash openmicerspodcast where you can go to all our socials. You can give us money over there. we got a cash app and a PayPal, all that cool stuff over there. Go to brezcoffeecode.com. Use our code OMPODCAST for 15% till the end of January off your order. And we love you guys, and we will see all of you next week. We got to tell you guys about B-Rez Coffee Company. That's right. B-Rez Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.